Hey, everybody's here. We're live. Hey, congratulations. We did it. Yay. Okay. From a new ladies location. And, ladies and gentlemen, the modern nerd. All right, so we've got a really kind of cool episode. We all we all managed, and I screwed the whole thing up. This is entirely my fault. I we all managed to watch Dune finally, um, and uh, it hasn't been out that long though, has it? No, like a week. No, or so? Dan's frozen. Is anyone else frozen for I, Dan? Uh oh. Well, Dan's gonna have this smirk on his face the rest of the podcast. So, Dan, you um, can disconnect and reconnect if you want. All right. We'll 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 we'll, we'll get to you. Dan in a second here. It's Dude, fine. What's going on here? <laughs> it's George's there it logo. Is. There it is. All right. So uh we've got a few trailers to go over. We're gonna go over Dune is is gonna be the bulk of this, and then Dan's got a, a new segment questions with Dan Smirch. Um He's so trying to steal go. my thunder because I got a segment which is Working called title. Is It Better Than Rogue One? And he's got a okay, new so segment. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna tie all these segments together. So don't worry, I got you, George. Watch this. Okay, okay so right, it, we'll, right. I'll get you at the end. All right. Um, so uh let's start with let's start with DC some DC fandom stuff, because I feel like we're gonna breeze through a bunch of these because they did like a bunch of really short things and then a couple of trailers. So um the one i think that that'll be the quickest really is going to be aquaman they gave us a behind the scenes look essentially a first look at the at the thing to me the biggest takeaway for this was hey look black manta's still in it and and then um ocean master uh his brother orm is is in it and and that's kind of really all it was it was here's some filming here's some action like they gave him a classic suit. I think it's like the blue and black, which was like from like the 80s or something like that. There was a run that there was that was going on in the comic books there. So it's cool that they brought in a little bit more mythos to everything. Um, but I mean, other than that, I, I didn't really have much to take away from it other than, yeah, it's going to be Aquaman. Yeah, I'm going to see it. Yeah, it's Jason Momoa. Um, they have my money, but they had it before they even showed me anything. So Is, I'm not... What's her name in it still? I think so. And uh, Amber Heard? Yeah. yeah. I thought they were so, going to like... Yeah, so did I. It's just a whole bunch of bullshit. I, I'm going to weigh in. I, who wants to get controversial? No, I'll weigh in on, on that. Really no, that. <laughs> Come on, let's do it. I don't care. Who the hell look, knows? Who the hell look, knows? They, it's he said, she said. They, I don't know. Like, clearly, any, it's so. like none of us were, or, were there or either. Of they so had a toxic relationship. Well, yeah, they That's don't belong it. together. They were just they, bad together. I mean, it's crazy because, I mean, not just whatever. Age is just a number, but bam, dude, they have a huge age gap. Yeah, look. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Aquaman, yeah, anybody yeah. have any chimes on Aquaman 2? Nope. King of Tides or t Tide You know King what I heard title? that was interesting is what's his face from that first one? Um, What's the name of that bad guy? Mantis? Black Manta? Black Manta. I heard that there was actually a remote possibility he was going to get his own spinoff. So here's a fun fact. This is, I, I thank you, George, because there was a thing I heard today. I was listening to Kevin Smith's podcast, as I do. And um, someone weighed in, the guy who owns the Scum and Villainy bar uh, or cantina in in um, in L.A. I was mm -hmm. there, didn't get a chance to go, but it's a cool bar. It looks like the cantina from uh, Star Wars. He's a super nerd. <laughs> Is super there people Star Wars like, nerd. <laughs> so yeah, probably. Band. That plays but that song, the same song, guys, again right. and again and again. <laughs> do you remember, uh, <laughs> remember when they were going to do... The trench movie about like those trench monsters. Did you hear about that? Like a couple of years ago, a year or so. So they're gonna do a spin-off called the Trench, and it was gonna be about those monsters that came out of the deep. But James Wan was gonna do it. So the guy who did Aquaman. 
but he came out and like was like hey you want to hear something kind of funny yeah that trench movie because everybody's talking about black manta was gonna be like a low-key black manta movie oh where, that's like, what he was is. gonna be kind of mostly in that movie <laughs> over everybody else and, and so like uh... I'm like that would have been kind of cool if it focused more on him going and dealing with the trench and all that i'm like hey i if you had marketed it as Black Manta, it probably wouldn't have gotten scrapped so? off the shelf. You know what I mean? No, I think it would have been made. It would have been made. Yeah, but probably. But either way, um, I don't care then, about any of this. Oh, yeah, I, I don't care about either. That, I mean, is that will be it? Jason Momoa should have been Lobo because I look at him and I see Lobo. Are they made yeah. that Lobo? Yeah, they're, they, they're yeah, they're going to cast him like within the next year. And why and is it like, Jason? Are they? <laughs> I think so. Can I mean, you not well, play it's, both? It's, it's, it's moving forward. So Can, is it a Lobo yeah. movie, or or he's like part of Supergirl, um, or what? I don't know. Can you not play both? Lobo. No, they no. can't play both. He no. was gonna be. They they did Lobo in the. Uh, was it Supergirl, the TV show? Yeah, they did a Lobo already. And, and it's something and, bigger. It's something that's like in one of the movies. Or uh, I mean, I'm. I'm all for it. I mean, again, this is all DC, and it's all just, just Crap. let's go this way, let's go that way, let's go this way. Whatever. So, you know, there's, there's some gems. Um, the next little teaser they did was Black Adam. Um, <laughs> I, I'm the, the the reason I'm excited for this Why movie is because the Rock or White Adam. Rock doesn't <laughs> the Rock doesn't ever half-ass anything he does. So, uh, you know, he he's 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 in it, and it was a cool little trailer. And, and I'm, did you I'm just say excited. the rock doesn't half ass anything <laughs> i was seriously dude i I'm don't trying know to like, think I... of like a wrestlemania that he might have wrestled john cena in. <laughs> movie 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 sorry movie, but like, everything he puts i don't think the rock half asses his life i think he ha like he but he just is looking to fill his schedule perpetually that's why he's to, the most well, as busy like, as paid actors because he fills to be the as schedule busy as possible from like year from like start to finish and I would say this was going to take precedence over everything else, but like, Active. like what are what are how many movies has he put out, and how many of them have been good? I, I, I mean, I like uh, most of his recent Chibachi. stuff. Really, you like the Tower? You like? I didn't, oh, I didn't see Skyscraper. I, 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 like, I, I mean, Jumanji was fantastic. Jumanji, Jumanji is but that, good. That could say, I like could say that that's not necessarily all because of him. It was because there was an ensemble cast, and he had great sure. people around him with wonderful I mean, comedic I, timing. I liked him in Hobbs and Shaw. I thought he was good. There was nothing wrong with his role and his acting, and it was good. There, it was just it was, the same. It was a bunch of yeah, but I mean, then you got like I like obviously he's going to be the same character in in whatever the Fast and Furious movies. And it, Rampage was a was a oh oh that wasn't so bad, you know. I didn't see okay. it. That's okay. Whatever. But I mean, yeah. like, look at any. Stallone movie. Look at any Schwarzenegger movie. Look at like all Van Damme movies. Look at all these action star movies. They're all the same, but everybody loves them. So like, you can't put up the argument for one and not the other. They're all he's following in the footsteps of one of the greatest action stars of ever, and it's doing essentially the same stuff. A couple of kids movies, a couple of action movies, kind of producing some of his own stuff. Now he's going in on it. so. You know, I mean, I'm excited for I'm excited for his Black Adam because he this is a passion project. I feel like this will be a little different than everything else. The thing is, is that honestly, um, I think what's interesting is, is that I'm hoping 
they do a good job somehow tying this with like the other parts of the DC universe. He's such a the yeah. character itself is such a like you know I I'm not a huge comic book fan and I don't I honestly haven't followed all the DC stuff, but I do know enough about that character to know that it's like it's a wonderful like kind of anti-hero character and also a has some very long dark history with a lot of the other characters in, he's, in the I don't, universe. Black Adam isn't an anti-hero. He's he a is. villain. No, he's he an is? anti-hero. He starts yeah. as a villain. Right. He starts yeah. as a villain. Okay. He is he is an anti-hero in that like he everything he's trying to do He's doing for his people to try and oh, better all that all right. kind of stuff. So, but in every story we interact with, he's like fighting against. Like when you get him yeah. in like a ensemble, they just put him on the villain side. So right. you don't, okay. you know, like all those animated movies and all those well, things that we've seen. He's just been a villain. But his his I didn't read any of it, but I have heard that he was written more like an antihero. Now he's not going to be like Deadpool antihero. He's going to be you know kind of like. If Thanos walked more on, like walked the line more, then there's no question he's a bad guy, right? But it's like, yeah, kind of. But the thing is, it's going to change now. It might change now, and like, but the thing is, is I just want to see how his story fits into, you know, Shazam and all the other heroes. I kind of think booking the world's most popular and and like biggest movie star as a villain who's got a bit of an ego on him he's going to change it. Like he's going to make it. So he's like the big picture guy. I think like, he's going to be like the anti-hero you and I are kind of been talking about. Like he's going to come like just toward more toward the hero side because it's the fucking rock. I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm, I, I look forward to it. I'm glad there's some star power behind it, but he is going to just do whatever he feels like. I want to see him face off against Shazam. I want like that payoff has to come along, right? Like, come on. What's the point of introducing him if that's not going to happen? Sure. I don't, I don't think DC is going to let him run completely wild. Warner brothers. I mean, I know that they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Do the thing. But he will have a big sway in, in the universe. I, I just think that, I think it would be great for like oh, this is like a perfect time for him to essentially turn heel in a movie finally you know what I mean like mm. that would True. be he was a good heel in wrestling and I'd like to see him on the big screen do that because everything he's done has been mostly well studios you know, agree though I don't know we'll find out so um all right let's let's go to the other one that I think we're gonna have a really short conversation about and that's that's uncharted the video game to movie trailer and, and, so I'm going to only say this. At first, when I saw the casting, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, maybe maybe it's like an early, okay, let's give let's give Wahlberg a, a mustache and, 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 and go for it. Didn't give him a mustache. <laughs> him a mustache. Really? That's like, like my biggest complaint. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, he's just, he's just Mark Wahlberg in this again. He didn't even try. Mm. I mean, Tom, you you're gonna. Tom's gonna do great. Tom Tom's is gonna just do gonna be Spider Man. And... I mean, Tom's yeah, Tom. dude, that's all I hear. I don't hear. Tom's, I don't hear he, Nathan Drake. Tom, I just hear Tom, him. Tom's big curse from here on in is that every single movie he's gonna be in for the rest of his life, he's gonna be compared to Spider Man. It's the same problem with George Clooney. George Clooney is always going to be that character from ER, no matter what. That or Danny Ocean. He's not. It's, he's not I, I would, anymore. Clooney's a bad not example. Clooney, I, was, I, I mean, but say... when he did Batman, it just felt like freaking. You know, like. It, it, no. it, it just like when he did like i would there's a lot of heroes a lot of characters who unfortunately a lot of actors get put into several movies as one person or have played as character so much or have we seen on tv so often that it's like you've seen the wide range of acting that they got so it's like 
everything is kind of familiar. And I think that that's a problem with him is that I'm not saying Tom Holland's a bad character, but I'm saying now we've seen him in like four movies, at least four or five movies as Spider-Man. It's good. And most of our first impression of him as an actor, most people is Spider-Man. So it's going to be yeah. very difficult for him to shake that for the rest of his career. I hate to say, it, especially such a young career. It's the same thing with the Harry Potter kids. It's the same thing with like, you know, I think like the most relatable franchises. thing which will tie in is Robert Pattinson. I mean, he, you know, everybody sees him as Edward, Edward and yeah. Edward Cullen, and now we're getting him as Batman. Now, granted, his body of work between then and now couldn't Wide. be further from Edward Cullen. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. So I tried to, I started The Lighthouse uh, like a week or so ago because I really wanted to see it because I'm like, this looks Not intriguing the first to me. Time I've heard someone say that, which is funny. Yeah. And like got like 40 minutes in and I was just like, oh my God, like I, there's nothing has happened so far and it's just it 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 was too long but what i did see i liked i'm not gonna say i didn't like it i'm just saying it was a really really fucking slow movie but pattinson was great uh obviously willem dafoe was great because he was just being like a drunken irishman and that was fantastic um but i'm you know it it, it made me what i did see a little bit more excited for the batman because I think that this guy really, you know, uh, so many people pigeonholed him for no reason. Like he, he, you know, they don't, they can't see past Edward Cullen. They can't pe see past Twilight and everything like that. It's so, hard, dude. It's hard. I mean, like, I'm, it, but it, I'm, that's the problem with the success, right? Is that like, you hope that it doesn't like, it gives you a chance to do more, but you never know. It's chances are you're just going to get typecasted as yeah. teen heartthrob. So the Batman trailer looks just fantastic i'm 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 starting to think of my friend out here who doesn't watch trailers and kind of wish i hadn't because it's just i'm so fucking excited for this movie mm -hmm. um it looks so cool like I, you know mm -hmm. i kind of got a little upset when they show that scene when he's walking down like the hallway and they're just like -da 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 -da, and it's just bouncing off of his chest oh. and i'm like i wish i saw that first time in in the big screen it it looks so good. I mean, Zoe Kravitz looks fucking amazing, and, and she's gonna do so well. I mean, you've got the unrecognizable um, Colin Farrell a little bit more in it, and you're just like, this is like the role that is gonna change Colin Farrell's life because it's gonna, it, you know, I, I, come on. I mean, this movie looks fantastic. Uh, the, there's there's nothing bad I have to say about this movie. Uh, you can have my money now. And every day until this movie comes out, I will buy a ticket every day. <laughs> if it means like, it'll come out faster. I'm optimistic, like cautiously, like low expectations. Cause it's like, I don't know. I, I, I don't deny that the fact is there are some exciting little scenes that you see in this trailer, but I'm, I'm hesitant because it's like, we've seen batman so many times with so many so people many. play it you know and it's just like i have very little faith in how well like these like it's gonna be that age-old question will it be as good as rogue one or is it just another cash grab for d for dc drink <laughs> you know what i'm saying like is it just another cash grab like they know for sure there are people like like sir slice tim here who will just throw money at it no matter what 
You know, it doesn't I mean, really matter what the fuck they put out. So th- is this more of a cash Batman, grab? That it's like, do we really know. need to see more Batman? And it's like also like, well, was, how does this Batman tie in with the rest of the Batman or the rest of the DC a, universe you're trying to pull? It, it, well, there's a multiverse, so there's that. But, but I mean, like, if, true, if, if it was a cash grab, it would be 100% tying into everything, and they would be it would be tying in. But it's not. It is its own thing, and that gives me it, a little it, more hope than usual. Um, I think that's i gotta like the trailer's great it's a great trailer the music in that trailer gives me goosebumps it's it's cool it's unique it's not something you'd think to fit a batman type trailer but it fits and it's awesome i i'm rooting for pattinson uh the dude dude needs a dub uh, I want him to prove everyone wrong. I got to say that one moment where he slams in the glass and says something, you're kind of like, oh, that that, sound, that doesn't sound like like Batman. He sounds like a little like, sounds like Robert Pattinson. But like, it doesn't matter because like this is about this is a story about a young, frustrated, like angry Batman, like starting out. And he is going to take out his frustration on everyone. And like, just like the, the image of him beating the hell out of that guy at the end of that first trailer that came out a year ago, I think is kind of giving us a little taste of like, he is dispensing justice, but he is just angry. And I'm kind of looking forward to a kind of like slightly unhinged Batman, like really beating the hell out of people. Like, and not just for the sake of it, but for like, because you can see he's mad at everything in his life and he's taking it out of them. And that to me, a slightly almost borderline psychotic Batman, like not quite got a hold of everything, still figuring out how to do things is that prospect alone is exciting. And then you take into Colin Farrell just disappearing mm-hmm. into that role. I do not recognize that man. And just the the scenes of him walking, you know, the end of that trailer, the upside down shots, uh, it's clear he's it's clear that he the that Matt Reeves is a Batman fan just by those shots alone and I am hopeful because of that uh i'm not too excited about zoe kravitz i'm just not her fan of hers but everything else pretty good that's way where's your mask like i don't know well yeah but i mean the one um, scene that you have her in she, you see the mask at some point it's just a, like a silhouette so she has that's one fine. but i i'm also very looking forward to paul dano as this Ugh. very unique take on the riddler uh I it's gonna be interesting to see him do his thing. Uh, and just, it looks like he was given a lot of creativity to do this unique take on the Riddler. I'm all for it. Uh, you know, George was telling we were talking about this, me and George, and he was like, "Why do we need another Batman movie?" Which is a fair question. We've had a lot of them, <laughs> but I think so, I think some of these characters need. They need, I mean, the Riddler, I mean, the only time you've seen Riddler was was Jim Carrey fucking doing his Jim Carrey, you know, thing, which is fun and stuff, but I mean, I don't know. Six skull I mean, number one. Yeah, like, it's just, it's just <laughs> like, he might as well bust yeah. out some of his catchphrases, like, and this doesn't even look like the Riddler, like, it's just like something completely different. And I, I like the idea of just trying new things and... Uh, you know, when I was talking to George about the Penguin, I mean, the last time I saw the Penguin, look, no disrespect to Danny DeVito and that and what it's he awesome. did. It was great. But it, I mean, I don't I don't want I don't want a Dude, penguin guy. I'm going to say I it. want the penguin. I'm going like, to say it. 
Batman Returns might be the best Batman movie of all time. What? Ooh, um, like, okay, that's that's it's a in whole the top two in my opinion. There, are you talking Are you about? I want this to be a three-hour po- podcast. Just that alone is going to be three Hold hours worth of conversation. Loaded, it's a loaded you statement. Said, you're telling me Batman Returns is better than The Dark Knight? Either it's definitely one of it's definitely close to that. You didn't answer my question. Is it better yeah. than Dark Knight? It's hard to say, but I would I really like it. Out of those, out of all the Batman movies, for sure, The Dark Knight and it's Batman Returns are in the to top say. two. If you want I to mean, say one is say, better than the other, I mean, I, I really, say, really like the Dark uh, Dark Knight, but I really, really I like Batman Returns, dude. Dark Knight and Batman, like eighty nine Batman, like those are the two for me. Dark Knight and an eighty nine Batman. I think Batman Returns is better Batman than Returns. Batman. I think oh. it's better than the first one. It's oh. good, but like, I wouldn't put it. I mean, it's, it, it's like honestly, it's there's like, so many bad ones. There's, <laughs> there's so many really bad, bad ones. That's the problem. But the, out of uh, whatever, I mean, that's a loaded question and a loaded Hold thing. On. Maybe we I used to have to give me a straight answer. You keep dodging the question: Is the Dark Knight Rises better or worse? The Dark than Knight Batman Rises. Returns? You no, mean the, the third Dark one or the second one? No. Is the Dark Knight better or worse than Batman Returns? I don't know. The world's way. You don't know. Worse. I, I will say Wait, I man. really like Batman Returns, and I really think it's it's definitely in the top two. I mean, like, what okay. more do you let want me, me to say? Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. <laughs> let me rephrase Dan's question for you. Let me put it in a little different. Of oh, a let, how about this? If I had to pick between one of the two, and I have only seen one or the other one, I would say Batman Returns. <laughs> so you insane. If I could only watch movie. one more Batman out wait, of those wait, two, wait, wait, wait. I would say Batman Returns. So the quality the same thing I've ever heard you say. You, Holy crap. you like Batman Returns more than you like Dark Knight. Right. Whether or not they're better it is, is hard to is say. Irrelevant. Right. You like them more. Uh-oh. I mean, that's I that's like fair. Batman Returns more than I like the Dark Knight. That's fair. Wow. I'll allow that. Dude, Batman Returns like is a fucking Tim Burton masterpiece, dude. When was the last yes. time you watched it? Oh, I'll, I mean, dude, you don't have to ask me. I watch Tim Burton movies all the Smart. time. Smart. When was the last time you watched Batman Returns, dude? It is a Tim Burton masterpiece. It is probably oh, one of his right. best films. I mean, like, can we, can we like, remember... do a live cast of it, like watching and and, and dude, talking I mean, about it? Was it was good, but it was it was it was it was it was campy, dude. Like, it was cheesy. Like, it, there weren't moments that are you know that that are awesome. You're just like, wow, that was absolutely ridiculous you don't like, like yeah of course it's ridiculous it's over the top and it's like that's the way those first that's the way like the tim burton batmans were but like i don't think it was that cheesy it wasn't like it was kind of I dark mean, if you remember watching it and it like super dark. dude do you know like if you look watch back and look at the people who are in that cast there's a huge like that cast is like freaking amazing what's his face for uh um oh what is his name Wee herman's in it what yeah Pee Wee Herman's in it, dude. He plays fucking uh, uh, Oswald Cobblepot's dad, senior. Like, wow, isn't that Pee Wee Herman? I've seen this movie like dozens of times. Couldn't remember it. Um, there's like there's, there's, and Christopher Walken's in it too. George has ruined our reputation as nerds for the rest of our careers. Uh, Man, you don't know what you're talking right. about. What was the last time you saw Batman Returns, dude? And you, I don't well, know why well, you dislike the De- Danny DeVito well, pa- Penguin because the thing is, is that's a real storyline from the book, from the comic books. He runs for I, mayor in I, the comic books. No, that's fine. I'm talking about him being a penguin. That's yeah, there's actual about. there's actual comic book where well, he's all right, where he enough. is, and that's he just is not, that. That's just not what I think of when i think of the penguin what you think I mean, of I penguin do, from like want... the 80s where he's like 
it's like it's like a short mob boss. That's what I think of. Yeah, you know? I do. I, I am excited for like mob boss penguin that we didn't really get then. And at the time, I was all for it. I mean, I loved it when it came out. Don't get me wrong, because in my opinion, Michael Keaton is my Batman. Yeah, that's what I grew up with. Um, but. That could be what tips the balance is that out of all the Batmans, I like Michael Keaton the best. And maybe that's why I really enjoy Batman Returns because he's a better Michael. He's a better Batman than Christian Bale, in my opinion. So that's really why I like Batman Returns. This is exciting. Um, I I, I can't argue with you on the on the Batman front. Uh, Just the the choice that Christian Bale made to do the thing alone is a rough it's hard to get well, I mean and bad. I understand but we have different opinions but like you know you don't need to say that that would ruin my our opinion as actual nerds because I'm sure dude, there's plenty was, of people dude, who I was, agree dude, with I was me. I was joking George. I'm sure there's plenty of people who would agree okay. with me on that I'm out hold on hold I wasn't, on I, dude, I, like, I know you love Batman Begins like you can't like I've heard you talk about it and I'm just like it's okay I haven't talked about Batman Dark Begins Night. once Dark Knight I get this whole this whole time I was um, George. I was joking. It was. I was just like. I was thinking about the backlash. If we were, you know, just everyone holds Dark Knight as in such high esteem, and I do too. And there's a reason for that. But I don't. I mean, no offense. I mean, this George. coming from the guy who doesn't balls. like the bazooka line. Come on, dude. What? Oh, that line is ridiculous. <laughs> who ripped though. apart I mean, the movie I mean, for that bazooka line? Come on. I mean, like, are, you de- are you defending the bazooka line? I don't think it was that <laughs> no. bad. I don't think I. W- I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think. I, mean, I don't nearly think it was that bad the way great. you think it was that bad. <laughs> I love it because it's ridiculous. That's why I like that line. Okay. Okay. Hold on. All right. We're we're very off topic. I I appreciate the enthusiasm here. We're we're dialing it back. Um, Jesus, come after me the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll settle this in Smash. Everybody, calm down. Uh, um, nah, that been. I be got nothing. Okay, so we did the Batman. And, and, and speaking of uh, of Keaton, I mean, he, you know, he's back. He's finally back as Batman in in the Flash. Did I feel like we already talked about this? Was this on last week's we or last episode? Already. We already did talk. Anyway. About this. I'm excited about that. We we've all talked about Michael Keaton coming back, and 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 we're moving on from from the Batman's uh, uh, until we can all calm down. Um, okay, but so we... <laughs> ah man, everybody was that was a very intense conversation. So let's talk about Lightyear, something a little lighter. <laughs> um, I watched this trailer, and it just <laughs> creeped me out. Why? Like the whole the whole I did, it just was. There's something about seeing him as a person really just it. I'm like, you've been a toy since 1995 and now he's a person even had its own television show uh, cartoon as a toy. And now you're you're a person and it's tripping me out. But I learned a small little bit uh, a fact about this is someone was talking about it, someone in Disney, and it's not that he was a real person. The character was based off of a movie. So this is the movie that the character, the toy was based off of. So it's not that like this person existed in their mythos yeah, in I their know. real life. Yeah. They, I didn't know that. So oh, I was like, okay. I was are like, you this, telling no, me there's, there's a, a real Lightyear Buzz Lightyear TV cartoon show? That's like, like about like, what the, hell? the real Buzz Lightyear and his adventures in outer space. Right, but it's but the character, the, the, the toy in the movie was based off of this person a separate movie yeah, no a movie in a movie. the within the universe so it's not like a real person existed right. in their universe right. it's, I, he's a cartoon show or whatever but it's 
it still looks really weird to me just because again i wanting him to be a toy now i rewatched it a second time and third time later because i was like i need to get over this because it's just freaking me out um it looks fun like it, it really looks like a cool movie and, and what they're gonna do with it I, I think it looks neat you know i love animated shit so i i think it'll be kind of interesting to see this um because i you know i mean how much i never i, I was expecting them to do this TV i was show. expecting them to make another toy story before they did it, something kind of like this but i guess people don't want to see that apparently there there was talk at some point in disney about doing this type of universe where they're gonna have like woody like a woody movie and like do all of this as well for other characters and i was like all right how how are you gonna do that for slinky like you know what i mean like how, <laughs> how are you gonna do this for mr potato head like how potato do you make those mr. potato head goes to congress <laughs> is this gonna be like a horror movie where someone gets turned into a potato like the fly like you can get jeff goldblum to come in and do the fly again but with the potato i don't know but the movie looks cool um apparently uh, I'm not the only person that was very creeped out about this. There is a, a, a pretty wide net of people who are just like, mm, I am a little uncomfortable looking at this rendition of Buzz Lightyear. So I feel a little bit better as that. Um, it's funny that it's also Captain America goes to space. So it's Chris Evans. So Looks fine. I don't know. It'll be fun. Yeah. yeah it's I don't have any hangups about it. They're not. They're not gonna. They're not gonna mess this up. It's gonna yeah. be fun. Yeah. We, you'll get used to it in the first twenty minutes of the movie, and it'll be that'll be that. Okay, I think it's just probably trailer. easier to think about it as not even the same thing, right? Like, yeah, they just share the name, but it's just like you just need to remove yeah. yourself. From it doesn't that even idea. look like. Yeah, the you just remove yourself from the idea that he has anything to do with the toy. Yeah, and and I will, and it'll be fine when it comes out. I just it it just threw me off. I was like, what the fuck am I looking at? Like. It's like that artist rendition of like all the live act, of like what Pokemon would really look like. And I was like, what the fuck am I looking at? So it threw me off. But um, last little trailer I want to talk about, and it'll probably be short. Uh, Peacemaker uh, has a, a longer trailer. Um, now, you know, John, I, I feel like is just really having a good fucking time with this character. He's just like, I, this is I'm excited. I want to do this all the time. And so, and then and James Gunn was like, hey. You want to do it all the time? Guess what? You can. And they gave him his own TV show by James Gunn. So, I mean, like, just, <laughs> like, at the end when he's, like, dancing around in his underwear, I'm like, yeah, you had me before this, but now I'm even more in because it's just that man looks so ridiculously swole and, like, weird. He looks like a cartoon character as it is. Now he's playing a live-action version of a comic book character. I'm like, this is just fucking perfect for him. So, it looks a lot yeah. of fun. I mean, he was definitely the most interesting character in Suicide Squad. So, oh yeah, sure, yeah, that was a lot of fun. It so, wears costume on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Like, yeah, I saw that. Like, that was funny. He's enthused to play this character, and that shows. And you yeah. can't not like enjoy that just from any standpoint. And just to see him ham it up and have a good time is even more uh, endure- endearing. And I. I wish him all the best. He's, this, he this, deserves he deserves success. He's this means a lot coming from the three of us because he comes from obviously John Cena is from wrestling, and the three of us I would say we're not necessarily John Cena fans. We have respect for him, but we're not John Cena fans. 
right no. like we're not right. like bandwagon wear his freaking clothes and like buy his t-shirts he's probably oh, the last no. person's t-shirt we're not fans buy. of the john cena character that vince right down we're not throat. fans of john yeah. cena when he's in wwe despite the fact we respect for all the work that he's done and done for the company and for oh, the industry workhorse right the, for the industry for the, all those years i respect him but he's certainly not my favorite wrestler but the truth of the matter is because i respect him i wish him all the fucking success because he's oh, paving yeah. the way for anybody else in the industry who probably wants to get into you know the i mean movies. there's i don't i i could i don't know if i could name a wrestler a person from that company who i respect more uh in total uh he's one of the hardest working nicest human beings what, what most most make a wish foundation which is uh, by far. By far, anyway. Um, it's like he's on like 600 and, something or something yeah. crazy like that now. And uh, he, he's, a, he's a fantastic human being. He's hilarious and he's loving life. And uh, I, he deserves all Side success. Note, favorite uh, part is when he's a total divas and he looks at the camera and says, I'm going to hit you with my finisher tonight. <laughs> looks right I mean, at the I, camera. This is reality. He's, looks right at the he, camera and laughs. He was too good for that show. He's he too, too good for good that show. Too good for that girl, but that's a terrible, totally that's different story. Yeah, so, so, so Dan said, if, if, uh, you threw me off on a tangent in my mind that you said there's no one in that industry that you respect more. And being a long, I would almost say lifelong fan of wrestling, although I don't watch it as much anymore, I, oh, I just was like, who? who? Maybe, maybe, well, Mick Foley? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. nailed Definitely. it. Like, Mick, Mick Foley, is the only Mick other Foley person. And yeah, like, but, like, yeah. you know, everyone else, like, yeah. Either you sold out or, you know, I mean, Austin, sure, sure. But like, yeah, you Austin. know, you know, but, but fully. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's fascinating. I will say this to, to Cena's character. I feel like at the end of his full-time career as a wrestler that, that you can, you can tell that Vince was kind of like, yeah, man, just go do it. Like do whatever. Like, I don't even care anymore because he did become a little bit more interesting in his promos and his matches were a little bit more fascinating. I remember like when he had the US championship like that was those were some of the best raw matches i'd seen no, in I a long time a lot because of that yeah. cuz he gave so, a lot of people a chance to come in yeah. and people like Cesaro yeah. people who never wrestled for a title ever a chance it was to wrestle good. so that i respect even KO showing up out of nowhere from NXT yeah. when he was still in NXT yeah. like like that was respect. that was good television he 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 is all about passing the torch truth be told he's all about lifting those people like who deserve the spotlight so respect on that and that's why i think i i just want him to be successful outside of this because i know that when the opportunity comes that he can maybe help somebody else from the company or someone who, who's yeah. a wrestler that he would do so yeah. because that's the kind of guy he is agreed i i'm i'm excited for him i i think he's got a really nice future in this industry and i think I think he, it was, in my opinion, the turning point of his career was, oh, what was that movie? I can't remember the name of it. Where like it, the, the, where he's a parent uh, and he has to like try and stop his kids from having sex Cock or whatever. Blockers. Cock blockers. Cock blockers. I feel like that was a really big turning point. It was a great because movie. I love it. Somebody was like, let's let John Cena have a crack at comedy. It was hilarious. And he just fucking ran with it it was and hilarious it was amazing and someone was like oh he's not just some giant muscly dude he can he's got really good comedic timing he's got that like he's funny dude yeah he's real funny and and that's why i liked the end of his career because i feel like he just sort of was like i'm i don't care let's say ridiculous things on the mic and it was fun and i was like good 
Um, and so I, I'm excited to see what else he has in store for us Good in the future. Him. And and I don't think this is the last time we'll Good be excited to see a Give John Cena movie. Give him a full movie. movie by himself eventually, too. Well, like, did anybody but, expect to be like, oh, I'm real excited for that John Cena TV show? Like, I never thought I was going to be saying that in my entire life. John, like... Just the whole back and forth chanting John and Cena the way has, we just ragged on that man for so John long. John Cena also just, has one of the best diversity PSAs I've ever fucking seen in my life. I don't oh, remember hands that. Down, that, is, that, that, that was like an emotional, one? moving, like, what is a true American? Like, dang, dude. Like, that is one of the best PSAs I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that was good. So, okay. So, speaking of uh, uh, wrestlers that converted to actors, we're going to talk about Dune. Um. Nice. So yes. Nice segue. <laughs> yeah. So now, uh, say what you will. I feel I really wanted to. I really. I'm going to say this before we get into the movie. I really wanted to give, as a whole, not just a basis on this movie. I really wanted to give Batista, a, just every chance in the world to be a good actor. I really did. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch that Zack Snyder movie. I'm going to watch, you know, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch I want to watch his kid. Go first. Nope. Nope. You just he can't. He's 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 it's just like just you just need Mm, come on, man! Like you are a cool dude. He doesn't like, have it. He doesn't have the chops, dude. I was talking about this to George. He he's doesn't. a cool dude. He's he good really at is. specific lines when he works in them. He nails his Drax part and his like comedic like moments in that. I you cannot take that away from him. He he doesn't want to dive into comedy though. Like he doesn't want to do. You can tell that like he's like every other movie I do shot too, which is funny. I know. He wants to be super serious in every other movie, and I'm like, stop! Just it, you just, don't just do what works for you, and then do the rest. Prove all yourself you, as as one thing, and then try the next. All you need to see is the uh, the Zack Snyder the, the the zombie movie. What was it called on Netflix? Uh, so, I don't know. Army it doesn't matter. Army, Army, Army of, of the, the Dead. Dead. That's all you need to see. You get to see Batista take a true shot at being a leading man. It was close, and for him it, or the movie. I like the movie. I think the movie it was, was fine. It I was wasn't... not close for him, in my opinion. I it thought was... he was barely there. That movie. It was. He was squinting the entire okay. movie. My, my problem. And he was like, "What are you doing?" My problem with, and this is maybe the problem with again, people who are typecast. My problem with Batista and Dune is that like he's fucking Batista just in outer space playing yeah. like just Batista. Batista like when he was like those ones there was that one scene where he's like all of suddenly screaming and really loud remember like yeah. upset like, about the fact that he lost like his, his first the planet right yeah. that first line that is legit like a Batista promo like on the mic in the middle of the ring like fuck, really suddenly was. getting really loud all of a sudden and it's like I guess I, I do I do want to say like I've, I've seen think... it before but it's like I get uh, whatever I <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I I think, it, I think he did for his role in this because it was super small. I think it was fine. I think he played his fine, role right. pretty well. Like you yeah. understood. They that obviously this was just, casted him like, knowing this, like, his range and that I, this was the right role for him. Like the important henchman, and right. he played his role Mid-level and he boss. pulled it off. He's not a leading man. This is his comfort zone, in my opinion. Mid-level if he sticks boss. to that, I think he's yeah, exactly. Like I think like he's like that really tough boss you face before the final boss yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Maybe, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, he's just he's yeah. He, he's I think he's is good 
It's stuff like this. I think he thinks he's better than this. You saw I was telling he he's talking trash, saying he never wants to work with the likes of Cena or The Rock because he basically he didn't say this, but he you can tell he thinks he's better than they are and from an acting standpoint. And I'm just like, dude, you are not that good, man. I like mean, you are not as good no. as you think you are. And I think that if he sticks to stuff like this, I think he'll find like good success and maybe somewhere along the way pick up some tricks uh, and further his acting ability. But from right now. I don't think he's leading man material. I don't think he's going to be for at least a decade or so. And the fact that he's trashing other wrestlers, clearly thinking that he's better than them, just like well, I mean, makes me think even less than him. I mean, yeah, but you're not going to see The Rock or Cena saying anything like that. about. That's because they're The world. Rock and Cena. Maybe. That's true. But like I, you Cena can still would never like at least talk be like, trash about another person like I that. I know, but you could you could at least like he you could have he was given yeah, an opportunity to at least give him some credit, you know, where where their talent lies and their and their work. And you know, lies. Cena and doesn't he, get he did, along with people. And he but... did not take that opportunity. He just took that opportunity to basically trash them. And I'm like, dude, like, never. you're not that great, man. You are not in a position to like to say this anyway. I, that's I my feel like I feel like his best role was in in Blade Runner 2049 because he had like. Two that lines. Was good. That was a good. And that he was, was good. just that that big stoic look. I mean, he has a stoic look. He's an intimidating looking motherfucker. And then he talks. Ooh, his second best role for me. Oh, um, was I that? What? His one line. <laughs> Spectre. No, I mean, I mean, I mean I'm about to say the man with the iron fist again. No, dude. The the movie with him and oh my god. Um. Jody it's Foster? in a hotel, Hotel Artemis. Jodie Foster. Um, Jodie Foster. It was I. If if hmm. we had a moment where it's like, it. do you have a movie you recommend? I do recommend that movie. It was pretty fun. It's not the best movie you're ever gonna see. It's not the the <laughs> you know, but like it was fun. Jodie Foster really gets to dive into a cool character. Batista has this kind of he plays like a dumb, lovable giant. And I'm like, yeah, this he was good at that. It worked for me. Now, uh, anyway, to back up a little bit, I'm, yeah, I'm going to say this. Batista after shit, after shit yeah. talking Batista, I will say he seems like a really nice guy, like a genuine person. When when in all of his interviews, he seems very humbled when he's talking to people. But either way, needs he needs a little bit more more uh, 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 help there. Now, Dune, as a whole. Um, you know what, Dan? What did you feel about Dune? Give me your piece. I am always chatting and running my mouth. Okay. What do you What do you got, Dune? What, um, you got notes in there? No, I'm just thinking. Um, Dune. I approximately a quarter away in this movie. I realized that I had been thirsting for a movie like this, and that we really haven't been given one in a long time, and that made me happy. Uh, granted, um. There's, it's a lot. It's a lot of movie on every front. It's a lot of everything. It's a lot of acting. It's a lot of story. It's a lot of exposition. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot. And I think, I think me and George made the right call seeing in theaters. I, I, I wonder, I wonder how I would feel uh, if I didn't see it in theaters because it's a grand movie uh, in every sense. We saw it in IMAX. Uh, Yes, uh, huge set pieces, huge wide shots, yeah. uh, act, you know, action uh, set scenes. It, there's a, and that made those were awesome because not just not, not just because of how well they were done, but uh, the unique aspect of it and the design aspects and this kind of like 
you know, you, we've seen like futuristic yet, you know, kind of like, uh, like, like, I don't want to say rustic or something, but this was that to a much more like understandable level for the time period. And I think they nailed like a kind of like futuristic, like 10,000, the year 10,000 kind of like technology, like on distant planets. Uh, I love that aspect of it. Um, the movie definitely was, uh, it was slow, but uh, to me, it didn't feel that slow because there was a there was a reason for every scene that we saw. Even mm -hmm, if we saw an mm -hmm. extra Zendaya dream, you know, two yeah. or three times, they were really trying to hammer home this whole prophecy thing, which that was one of my only things that kind of bothered me. And that's not because of the movie. That's just because of like the, story. the whole prophecy. Yeah, the yeah, prophecy that's thing. That's the story, right? Right. Yeah, that is the story that has been for a long time. And... I think just as viewers, uh, I we you can't not be a little jaded on the whole prophecy thing at yeah. this point. Uh, that that sort of thing has been played out a lot. Uh, so that's unfortunate. But that being said, uh, I think it was uh, a joy to watch. Uh, you know, definite Lord of the Rings goth kind of you know technology kind of vibe. Um, and I am very much looking forward to the next few installments. Whenever they come out, uh, three years from now or something. Two, two years. We have official okay. 2023. Okay, that's well. That's actually great news. Um, yeah. So, if that being the case, uh, I think uh, I think Timothy Chalamet did a good job. I've never really seen him in anything before. He's um, in that Rob and... Pattinson movie. Which one? What? In that Rob Pattinson movie. Which one? Where they're like knights and kings. Oh yeah. Well, regardless, he did a great job. I think everyone acting wise, I freaking love Josh Brolin's character. God, he's good. He was so funny Not and so good. Dude, like, I don't know, just in just the few scenes he was in the movie, he just, you you understood this character immediately and what he was about. And I, oh God, I love that for him. I love Josh Brolin. I, I hope I just look for it. Anyway, that's my little bit. Let's. Let's let's hear from George or Tim. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, like, I I have seen both previous versions of Doom on well, well, one was on the big screen with uh <laughs> with Sting, with <laughs> Sting was in yep. it, and then uh I've also seen the one that was on Sci-Fi Channel, which was actually my first inclusion, like introduction to Doom was the one was on the Sci-Fi Channel as a miniseries, which was really good. It was in two thousand. Um, and I've read the books too. So like, I think I, what's interesting is like Dan comes to it from a perspective of never seen anything like it. Right. Not I should have prefaced that. I haven't seen anything and, or read books. Or yeah. Anything. And the fact yeah. that you can say you enjoyed it, like means a lot to me. And it warms my heart to hear that because it's something that I've loved. I like most of my life that I can remember from the first time I was introduced to the world of Dune. And I think that this movie does a really good justice obviously it suffers from the same problem that dan brought out which was the lord of the rings fellowship of the ring which is like when the action finally f feels like it's real not action but when it feels like you've already like you now you're like really invested in these people and you're starting to get a grasp for what's going on in the world the, the film ends and you're like oh man i wish there was more <laughs> which is yeah which means they did their job right they did their yes. job they did their job yeah. and you knew coming into it this was going to be a two-parter so i mean good for them they did their job um, wait just a two-parter 
Yeah. yeah. Well, this movie, the Dune, the you know, the, this first oh, book is okay. divided into two yeah. movies. What's interesting is yeah. a little side note is the book itself, the original Dune, was divided into several little pieces. The like the chapters were written in a science fiction like weekly or like monthly like you know publication or magazine, and, and then, then they eventually sh- they 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 put it into a book. So. Oh, in many ways, the 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 story is already cut up into proper sections for them to decide to cut it in half. Now, the choice of them deciding to cut it in half to where it is they are now is like questionable amongst a lot of fans, but it worked out for the way that they decided to do it. So I'm happy with that. Um, again, seeing an IMAX made a really big difference. Um, the director is very big about practical set pieces. If he didn't film on on at, on location in the desert, any of those other places you saw were all actually made. None of that shit was CG. The only things that were CG probably were like the ships and the battles, because obviously you don't necessarily make practical things of that. But like any of the major sets or scenes that you're seeing, all of that is either really the desert or a practical set that they made like a giant live soundstage out of. So this movie was obviously very expensive like very expensive and and even if you don't look at the production value alone if you look at just the cast that they had none of those actors are cheap actors to hire josh brolin coming off of his role as thanos i doubt he was cheap to hire you know like even for a supporting role right um what's his face the guy who played duke atreides he came out right after that that's after force awakened that he got hired to do this job so like he probably was not cheap to hire either. So even like the probably casting not. alone already, and then of course what's her name from um, from Mission Impossible and all those other movies, the one who played Jessica. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. she's coming off of like the Mission Impossible franchise and all these. She's quote unquote like one of the big hot movie actresses. Like she, her career is on like a meteoric rise. So the fact that they could get her to do that was amazing. And Timmy Chalamet is one of the big Zendaya and Timothy are two of the biggest yeah. young Hollywood actors right you can right now. Like so, yeah. aside from this movie, they were already hot commodities in Hollywood. So this cast alone probably was half the budget, if any, not half, but probably. like it spent a lot of money on this cast. So um, I think it makes probably a difference to see this in, in theaters or not because you could really truly enjoy the you know whole breath of it but and i would mm. recommend you watch it in theaters if you do have the chance to do so um, i highly recommend it i really i really think they did i mean they did the a lot of i the thing is is like every single character and every single moment and every single scene there is just so much subtext and stuff and behind the scenes and lore and history behind all those characters that the book obviously is able to do it justice and the movie is unable to and in many ways um i understand why they had to even though it was a two and a half hour movie i understand why they had to cut a lot of things out because in the book they'll explain oh like who is like the history of gurney halleck and like where did he come from and the history of like tufo who's like and what are mentats and like what are is like why is it that there aren't any really robots and why don't they use computers and like all that stuff is all explained in the books kind of oh, and all this lore but none of it is in the movie that. because you know, and then like all these little stories, like what really happened to Leto's dad, and why do they keep showing that that Manador statue and whatever? You know, and like not a big spoiler alert because I don't even know if they'll ever do it. But the story is Duke Leto's dad died when he was fighting a minute, like a, a, a you know, doing the Matador, and that's why there's that you know that big bull like statue is because that's the bull that killed the Duke Leto's dad. Like but they, they probably will do it. Spoilers, thanks. No kidding. I mean. But it's like all these little things that they put into the movie that 
um, I think were more for people who are fans who know the world could really, really like enjoy it and be like, oh, like, wow, they really did a good job of resonating that. Though they didn't really elaborate too much on that. But like, I saw the nod in the movie to like, oh, yeah, there you go. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Like, so in many ways, it's the question of like, is this like, how well can this movie franchise balance itself for like the people who are diehard fans of the franchise? And then the people who are new to it. And I think it did its job, especially hearing what Dan said about enjoying the movie, you know, for how, as much as he enjoyed it. I think the movie then did its job is because it had to balance that the whole entire time. All right. Good. Good. Okay. Fair points. I didn't know a lot about the book. I haven't read any of it. I actually wanted to a while back. Our, our old boss, uh, uh, Enoch, shout out. Um, he was really super into... Uh, uh, Dune, and he would listen to the audiobook. He'd read it. He'd seen all the things. He did all that. So I was going to. I just never got around to it. But I got to say, I'd never seen it or read it. So I did not watch it in theaters. Uh, I watched it at home. Uh, originally, I started watching it on my, you know, like our big 70 inch with like the nice speakers and all that stuff in, in the bedroom. But it was late and I fell asleep. So that was nothing against the movie. It's just I shouldn't have started it that late. That was my own damn problem. But I did get to sit down and watch it. And um, yeah, maybe my opinion would be stronger if I had seen it in theaters. So it's kind of interesting juxtaposition between, you know, the two of you and me. Um, did I like the movie? Yeah, I thought it was a very good movie. I liked it. I'm not, I don't want anything that comes after this to think that I didn't like it. Um, are there parts for me that I just thought like, I thought the pacing was a little bit off for me. There mm. were some parts that really slowed down Fair for point. me to too much and it kind of pulled me away it brought me back um and, and that's mostly you know these these cinematic pieces and, and and these set pieces that really just kind of did awe me even though i wasn't wasn't seeing it on the big screen um to me it really was just like a two and a half hour long character piece to kind of get to know these characters and while that's fantastic, I love characters. I love in-depth. I love caring about these characters. I love learning about everything. Um, you know, it, it could have done that in two hours and cut half of it, cut a half hour off of it. Um, would that have changed, you know, the IMAX experience? 100%. 100%. Because half of those shots were going to be those long, Why, you know, yeah. just sweeping desert shots that, like, I mean, it, it's a that shoot looks gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, everything about this movie was beautiful. Just so well done. Stellan Skarsgård, I mean, that was... What a transformation, fucking, right? That was cool. Creepy, I was like, oh, like, sinister, dark, like, just... <laughs> I, was, I was like, is that is that the professor from fucking Thor? Like, what the fuck? It, it was, he, he was did. that character. He was yeah, that, that character. Was, and you felt, like, good. his malice, his evil, his, like, yeah. bile, yeah. that just, like, this man who was just pure hatred, you know, of, like, oh, he did such a good job. Yeah. And then um, you have Batista playing opposite of him. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, yeah. and you're like, oh, Batista, we're gonna um, drag the seat now. <laughs> I, I loved it. Uh, I loved Jason Momoa as Jason Momoa. Um, I thought that was fantastic, <laughs> always because you mean... he he was. Um, uh, I, I liked. There was a couple of little things that, like, for me, just it it. I, I don't know, just the the whole prophecy thing. Now, granted, this book came out in like 1965. So when that was written, the prophecy thing may not have been as overplayed 
as it is now. It'd so like, you know, it, but you know that every single other person thing that came after that stole from Dune, right? Dune is ex considered exactly. So, Dune is like considered the predecessor to even Star Wars, like and Star yeah, Trek like and most, all that. Yeah. So like, the, it's unfortunate that like for this generation seeing it, they're thinking it's overplayed when it's original. what was being played on. Yeah. So you know. Um, I'm fine with the prophecy angle. I thought that's okay. Um, I would have liked a little more, like, you, you know, for the people in the back who didn't read the book, like, I just think it would have, like, a little bit more explanation to it. I, I, or, I, I, really? I mean, it was, it, it just, it, a lot. Was there? There Wait, really were like a lot of explanations. Do you mean? Yeah, like they're just he's the the Liz Al Gahib or whatever, and well, I'm like, like, cool. I think the story maybe Tim like, like does remember the story is is that like his mother is part of like a sisterhood or a right. Sorority, I know right? that, but like, and they, tell me more about they it. would send like missionaries to Dune to to essentially pave the way for any future people who are from the sisterhood to show up and essentially take yeah, over. And one of the things, the stories that these reverend mothers or these pro these uh, missionaries would tell is this prophecy of somebody from the off world right. coming and it, that's how they essentially set him up to be you know the 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 the, the you know their leader i guess or their yeah they're prophet. like the illuminati right and, and they like these... they're like the the people in the witcher like it's this yeah I they mean, were they're the people granted, working behind the scenes and they're they're, they're all about you know genetic engineering and creating like the perfect you know perfect bloodlines within the houses of no, the noble houses across the that's right in many ways in my opinion this is like game of thrones in outer space <laughs> like in many yeah. ways no, it's 100%. like game of thrones I mean, in outer space kind of because of it's thrones, got like houses it's, it's fighting Lord each other. of the rings even that like it's, even it's that like them. i was saying this to dan even that scene when like the harkonnens came in to the uh, to dune and started attacking them i was like this is it's fucking ned stark dude this is like right. them coming into ned stark's house and killing all the servants and all that and even though they put up a fair fight you know everyone's gonna fucking die because and that's dan was like man like just just when i was like starting to like some of these people like they literally slaughter the whole fucking house and it's just like like, I mean, I was saying to George, I was uh, the amount that they were trying to make you like Jason Momoa was, yeah, was very clear like, to me that uh, he was going to die. Uh, if I were a gambling man, I would have bet his death first, and then he came yeah. after. It's almost funny everyone. because it's like there's characters that literally from Game of Thrones season one you could like compare. Like he, what's his name? Uh, Jason Momoa's character kind of reminds me of Jorah, like the guy who got his eye stabbed by by uh, what's his name for by Jamie Lannister in that fight. You know, one of the guys who was like Ned Stark's like you know right, uh, right. soldier that he brought with him to king's landing right and then even in season one there's that maid who was always around the two little girls who was taking care of them and then when the house got raided she thought was one of the people who like died as well and then in dune there's this maid who seems to like have this relationship with jessica and was trying to be you know befriend jessica and of course she's the first fucking person they find I dead. Forgot about that that was like the only scene we see with her too yeah that was interesting Ooh. um there was a the missus who was like trying to uh who the um that jessica became there was like a maid of. there was a maid that jessica yeah. became friends like, with that gave her the knife she was like why are you trying to like, like hide a knife she's like i'm just trying to like give you a present anyway yeah oh right, right she was right, picking right, right. the yeah right yeah yeah, yeah yeah i didn't know they were maids like you know what i mean like there's just they're just like here and i'm like they, uh, they said just they said we have they said candidates for housemaid yeah, i will house say this i will say this real quick this movie should have been called whispers because everybody fucking whispers. Maybe I lost out on some of that because I was watching it at home. Everybody's actually uh, everybody no, I fucking Batista, whispers. I forgot about that. There everybody. Was Batista. The there whole was... right. He's the loudest thing in that movie, and everybody else 
No, I got to say, hear him. we, I mean, we probably heard more than you did, but there were moments in full on IMAX no that, that I did not understand. Some <laughs> I had the fucking subtitles well, there was a on. Lot of, there was a lot it. of foreign languages too. Like, and I mean, obviously well, they spoke fine. Chinese that's, in there. We're, because we're I'm sure to... they needed to make some of that Chinese money. So well, they're, they're that's different. You know, there's you can deduct or that's like they're at least give you something that you can like figure out what's happening. There were moments where we're supposed to hear and we just didn't. Yeah, and I can understand that, that. If you can't hear that in IMAX, uh, there was uh, no yeah, way so I was hearing was, it. Something was uh, off there. I will say the sound mixing was good because it wasn't one of those movies where I had to like turn it up to hear the volume to hear the mm. speaking and then turn it, it back down when the action started or the music mm. like you know it's not a Zack Snyder movie it was my, like we're gonna play all the music like this loud and then I would say like a third of that movie though that. a third of that movie though was like I mean it was like a weird acid trip like you know like it was like yeah. you're like and I understand why they did it that way and there was like a lot of weird like you know noises or chanting or whatever and I feel like a lot of that was just to bring us into like do, like Paul's world and what it was like for him to be yeah. you know getting high off of all the spice that was in the air in the desert and how his mm. body's reacting to it and all that so it was definitely very very like trippy in many ways in my opinion so and that i think might have contributed to the weird pacing of the movie because of that yeah you know that for some people they might have said because there was um those scenes it takes you away from the overall plot of the story you Which, know i mean because he's yeah. always like tripping balls on this planet <laughs> <laughs> yeah now i'm i'm gonna go probably go see this in theaters if not i'm gonna at least watch it one more time really soon because i want it still to be fresh and then watch it again um i liked the movie i i know i can rip it apart from time to time but i really did i enjoyed the movie it was fucking cool and, and by the end of it i was invested in these characters so yeah they they did what they were supposed to oh, do it just confused me a little bit in there um but but it 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 made sense towards the end it did just stop which was just <sighs> i it's annoying and i was like you, you, were, you had to have been prepared for that you had to be prepared though. for that yeah. though well i had that that spoiled that i had that spoiled because i was listening to a podcast i was full on ready for it i knew it was, was a like, two-parter i knew it was gonna yeah. be a two-parter i did too but like you know give me and a the movie was ready long i was like it's it was like we're gonna walk off yeah it's about to end really reminded me of i knew it was about to end it was lord of the rings dude get in the boat frodo let's go like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it really reminded me of that a um, lot. Smirch had I, you know, one I'm more th thing that he said, actually, when we left. Is Smirch said something about, like, the ships and the technology that I think it was really... That was just, Those was are just cool, say, man. Yeah. Say it's it. fucking dragonflies. I mean, just I, the technology in this movie was cool. And, like, I was just going to say as a whole, like, you can tell why it took a while to make this movie. This was... This is a hard movie to make. Hard. And not just is it a hard movie to make. This is a hard sell to any studio like panel. It's because like you start describing like it's like goth, but there's like technology and it's like dark and blah blah and it's long. And you I could just see like people being like, oh no, no, I don't want to buy this movie. Like it's, it's been a long but, time too that they've been trying to get this movie made. It's been sold right, to a, a lot of different studios. Time. It's been like shopped around <laughs> and it took a really long time to get it and together. And you know it was why. So like cool. you could tell. Right. You could tell there's a lot oh. of aspects of this movie that are like hard to like portray and like still be like fun to watch. And but I mean, one thing that was definitely not a challenge was certain technology portions of this movie. Like, I mean, the dragonfly thing doesn't make a whole lot of sense, like, you know, tactfully or whatever. It doesn't it's matter. Familiar, that was cool. Which is what's cool. interesting, that, right? That was so cool. Just seeing, just seeing the wings start to flutter and then it take off. That it's was all very just, thought out. 
I was very into that. I loved the, I loved the, uh, you know, like there are the shields, which, you know, a little bit of vagueness on how effective and when they're effective. Not effective. The people. They're not effective. Apparently, apparently not, but whatever. I don't, I don't think they were. I think they're just there for like, like projectiles one mainly. Time, and then like, one time, Momoa pushes it away. Every other time, you're dead. I think, but I think they're for projectiles, but I think you could tell that when they were dropping the bombs from above, cool. they were, they had you could clearly <laughs> something that like bombs that were meant to go through shields and the effect of it going through a shield and then exploding inside the shield was so cool. I, I and think very they made well them like done. slow bombs. Like they drop something. them slow. And they like it looks vibrate like, or something. Like, it, I don't it know. It looks like slow motion is what gets through the shield. So yeah. in a fight, in theory, it's... <laughs> that's what, but that's it's what like they kind of talked throw. about when Gurney was fighting Paul is that yeah. like you have to be quick on the attack but slow when it comes to the death you know to the to the Defense. death right. this has got to be a slow very attack. cool it's a very yeah, interesting I mean, concept cool. even just like the visual and the sound mixing on the part on that part happening just so well done and i yeah. really appreciated that part of it they, yeah. i look forward to seeing more crazy technology things that come out of this movie and they very even when it didn't really need it like it was just literally like just one throwaway like part when they're going to harden the sand and escape the tent they gave you a little exposition that was cool. with jason momoa like oh almost the, you know this is the sand hardener and they're like oh you're like a local and he's like oh maybe oh. Like it's, I like the little details in this movie yeah. and then like, I like the more there are, the more you can get immersed I like in the that. world they raise Paul to be a soldier in the way that yeah. like a real like Macedonian slash like Spartan, like he's one of his men. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? When he's in there with Jason Moma, he's there with the other Moma. Jason Moma with the other like <laughs> soldiers that are house. You know what I'm saying? He's not above them. He's like one of them. He's a soldier. Yeah. He's in there with in the locker room while they're like, you know, doing their bid or whatever. And they're there drinking or playing games or whatever. And they, they welcome him in as one of them. Not somebody who is going to be their Duke in the future, but someone who's like a soldier with them. And I think that makes, that's a very old school, like way of creating a leader. Is that like, you want a leader who has the respect of the men. And how do you gain it's the respect clear. of the men? Is that you say you're no better than the rest of them. That actually truth is you're the servant of the rest of the men because their lives are in your hand. And he, right. you could see he's taught that way, right? That, that like, That's instilled right. in him by his father. Yes, I like that. His relationship with his father. Oh, his relationship with his father is like, oh, it's heartbreaking so because good. you know what's going to happen. You know that this is a trap. Right. They know it's a trap. And the whole time he's telling his father, like, why are we go doing this? This is a trap. Like, if it's just a trap, right. why are we doing right. this? And his dad is just so incredibly honorable. Ned Stark. Like, yeah, pretty much. There's not a call um, that we don't, you know. I, I will <sighs> I will say that, like, he was, it was good. And they hammered it home that he was, uh, a, like, well brought up and a good person and clearly, like, you know didn't want to rule but probably would uh what was the line uh you know good men uh it's are, are called felt, upon yeah are called upon. yeah I, anyway that was all, i almost uh, i'm nitpicking here totally but i almost felt like they were trying to hammer home how well liked he was by everybody almost a little too much you know like a lot of the scenes of him running up like everyone's all official and him running up to him, like hugging someone like oh good to see you and like i don't i kind of felt like we don't you know, I never saw anyone else do that, and maybe it was kind of like trying to like make the focus on him. And I understand that, um, but we, you know, I just 
I we we like him already. You don't yeah. need to like reiterate that like everyone else needs to hug him and like outside of like you know greeting protocol or but whatever. I was watching but anyway. this with Smurge. Smurge had one. This is totally funny. Is Smurge had this one part where the dad's like, "When I grew up, I wanted to be a pilot." And Smurge like just like could not stop laughing. He's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> oh yeah, we were talking about. What do you want to grow up? I want to be a pilot. We're like, really? Nothing big though. I think it was an indie uh, film. My, my, my other comment was when they were talking about how where they stored the sand. I was like, additional supply depots required. Yeah, additional because they literally are like those <laughs> <laughs> cylinders that you see in all those RPGs, like Command and Conquer and freaking Starcraft. You need to create pylons. more additional pylons. Yeah. Must construct right, additional so, pylons. So I'm gonna go see Dune again, hopefully in theaters, and 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 you know I want to see what you guys think about watching it at home. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, and we can revisit the conversation because okay. I think it'll be interesting. Maybe. I mean, it's worth a second watch. Are you gonna not watch it? It's a long movie. I think I, I think I like leaving it the way I remember. It's a long it, movie. You know, I might rewatch things fair. just to see if what I missed kind of, and like maybe there's parts that. You know, like I, I would suggest maybe Dan, if there's parts that you didn't hear quite well in the theater, maybe maybe for some subtitles. Yeah, honestly, maybe. like yeah. I don't, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, no, I, I feel you on that one. Um, okay, Wrap so Dan, okay, you have a question. This is this is oh. today's segment is wait wait wait. Is, we'll do mine first, is, and we close out with Dan. Then it's the same. Wait, what's yours? The better than Rogue One. Yes, it's better than Rogue One. Is it better than Rogue One? Yes. It actually is like what Rogue One was trying to do, but like it did it successfully. There we go. Okay. George, why do you why do you even need okay. to ask this question? I feel like the question is gonna be yes for you all the time. <laughs> no, no be, we're gonna have one movie on here. One. Oh, he's gonna be like it's worse than Rogue One, and we're like, oh shit. <laughs> on a scale of, of Rogue One to what's your favorite what's the good to endgame? Where does it land? <laughs> Man. Um all right, Dan. Uh, okay. What's your what's your question? You got a question? Weekly for question us. from now on. If you decided to, and from weekly. here on, I'm gonna like we I'm do gonna, these weekly. Uh, and by weekly question, I mean every time we do the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, from here on out, I will have, propose a. What was your something something something? And in this week, it is. I originally intended to mean, what was your, what was you think was the best acted, character death, uh, and that just kind of we. I, we all kind of lost that. And so now it's just more of like, what was a memorable character death in a movie that stuck with you or was well done or sad or just iconic overall? Uh, Tim, right. Tim's jumping at the bit. He's got a lot. So I'm going to so go first. I've, I've got like, I mean, I, everybody, I put a lot of thought into wow. this. I have a, a ton of things. Now, not all of these are like amazing, but like some of them are iconic in just movie history and things that need to be mentioned. Um, so I think my, I'm, I'm going to start with my honorable mentions. Um, I'm going to go with any, 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 any death in raid redemption. That was fucking intense. All of those scenes were insane. If you haven't seen this movie, definitely go watch it. It's a cool martial arts movie. Um, it's, it's so good. Uh, it's so clean too, because there's no special effects. I mean, other no no uh, CGI or anything like that, but there's one specific where it's like some guy leaning over like a, a a thing of crates or whatever, and he's like leaning back, and some guy jumps up and drops two knees on him, his head drops back. Oh my god, it's fucking cool. Um, it was an intense scene. Um, definitely worth worth the watch. I think um, a, a satisfying death was a Buck 
from Kill Bill uh, because mm. he just wanted that guy to really fucking die. And he mm. dies brutally. Just gets his head smashed in by a door to a fucking hospital room. And those That's are big doors. Yeah, great. <laughs> these are, these great are, one. Ra- these are a little, okay. <laughs> So uh, kind of random, it, it changes. Okay. It changes. I'm trying to. No, I'm I mean that's a good. That's together. a great example. Like we like. There's nothing more like when you we as an audience want to see a character die like really badly. That yeah. is a sign of a good movie that mm-hmm. you like. We care what happens. And anyway, yeah. that's a good. That's a great example. Um. Uh, I mean, there's so many. I think those are like my two like like big kind of. I guess. I'm gonna go iconic on this next one. I think it really needs to be brought up because it's just a it's it it changed a lot of movie history in my opinion. It's not the oldest movie, but the scene in Aliens when it, the the chest burster pops out a cane, played by the late John Hurt, like the way it was done. And when I first saw it, it was terrifying. It was every the fact that they got like nobody knew that that was going to exactly happen as it was and the 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 so all the reactions in the room were like actual people with fear and and they were startled by it it really like it it scared the bejesus out of me when i was a kid um and and rewatching it it still holds some of that like oh man like he's there's something coming out of this fucking guy's chest what is happening so i think that one that one is 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 fantastic and and had to be brought up because i really thought that was good now i'm not going to go over all of these because there's a lot and there's too many i'm going to say this one i'm going to i'm going to say this one for dan uh it's a very just sad death in sad that it happened not necessarily sad in the way that it happened just sad that this character died and that that's wash wash it's just so sad. It was such it, like you know it it healing yeah. healing the comedy relief yeah. in the movie like, is that's ballsy. a bold decision mm-hmm. and uh, such a well liked one is uh, washed I, from from Firefly slash Serenity. I'm still not over not that. A fan. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I knew you wouldn't be. <laughs> we should preface all these movies with spoilers <laughs> in case people haven't seen these, but whatever. Um. Hmm. Um, all the deaths of all the deaths of the X Men in Days and Future Past. That was just cool to see because you don't see those people die. You don't see your heroes get killed too often. So I think that was cool to see, uh, even though it had no consequences. But still, um, okay. Here's a really, a, a really good death. This is going to be on the t- one of the top of my list. I'm not giving them in any particular order, but really well acted really felt this and it's going to be two of them because they're very similar in how they died uh but the first one is um vincent d'onofrio's character in the magnificent seven remake um i've seen them i like that movie i don't care what people say uh he plays this like grizzly man in in the woods and you can't understand him because he talks and talks all kind of weird and like and it's it's a phenomenal phenomenal acting by him and most people in the movie not not everybody uh chris pratt but um (laughs) but it it was a fun movie to watch but when he dies it's a good death i mean he's Mm. a he's he's a hero he's a good guy and if you'd ever seen the movies most of these people die in this movie um spoilers but it's a good like well acted just you just like no not i know you're gonna die but like Oh, it was really it tugged it it kind of tugged on the heartstrings, but it kind of you know. But it's the Magnificent Seven remake, so it's not going to pull too many heartstrings. But like it was 
Very good. Which leads me into, and I want to, I'll open the rest of this up for the conversation and then I'll come back to it later. Uh, Boromir. Because it's a very, they both died in a similar manner, being spoilers. I'm sorry, I know I told you all to watch this movie, but I'm ruining the Magnificent Seven, which I don't think anybody cares. Um, but they, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, you know, he gets shot, uh, Boromir just getting shot with arrows, just like defending to his last dying breath that thing that he was trying to steal as a turn of heart and he's just you're just putting it all online and it's one of the most heroic fucking scenes in cinema history and you're just like oh oh it's so good and sean bean just fucking nails it just mm. as as sean bean does and you just are like you're just redemption in his last yes. dying breath i have chills fucking right. chills thinking I'm about his death it's so fucking it, is... good that's probably my top five character deaths for yeah, sure. It, Just it, it, because like you were like, fuck this guy. Like a minute ago, he needs to get his shit together. Like he's just, he's no different than any other person. And then to have you completely change your mind about him, like in a matter of moments and just be so sad for this man that you just did not care for moments earlier is a sign of a good character and a good execution of a character death slash movie. So good, so fucking good. Great stuff. Um, some some classics that you know maybe not as necessarily need as much conversation. Uh, um, Scarface, you know Tony Montana. It, it was iconic. Iconic. Uh, what a way to go. Uh, yeah. Worth mentioning. Sonny from The Godfather. If we're talking about the gangster movies, sad. <laughs> and it was just the way they shot it. The, when it first came out, you didn't see that. Just complete. <laughs> Just destroying yeah. that fucking car, like uh, it was. It was good, mm-hmm. and you, yeah, uh, it was. It was a good. Was it death. though? It was. I. I mean, come on, man. It's nineteen seventies. You know what I are know. you gonna do? I know. Sorry, I. I was late to the party in The Godfather, and I finally see it, and I just see. I just see a man spazzing out for a solid. Sure, 10 but I mean, seconds. it was. Anyway, it was, it was good for the time. The the, sure. the build up, the the you yeah. you like Sonny's gonna take over. Oh, and he dies. Like that's what it is, and it was right. it was good. Um, um, who are some ones we don't need to talk about? Uh, Jason Todd, when he got, you know, it's animated. That's it big, just yeah. brutally beaten to death by a fucking right. Joker. Changed That's a everything. Big part of Batman's history. I think I want to talk about this one more, but I don't think there is much more to talk about. Uh, Vader, one of the earlier sure. redemptions in death, but I mean, it, it was again. I kind of it, it's overshadowed by the moment a movie earlier where you find out he's his father. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, redemption it, story. Um, yeah, I suppose. The the bigger no, moment of Star Wars that's still is still a really big, like, death. And, uh, and the redemption arc is... Yeah, I mean, it's... A part of the reason why that original trilogy is so great and beloved. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It just I sucks agree. that we've been bogged down by Star Wars in general, so that's kind of like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, iconic movie scene, the face melting at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, good one. Just fucking, just <laughs> the good. face now, melting. You know, like, I don't, I care about this character. I want him to die, but it was just like, God, the way they did it, and it was all yeah. melted. It was live action kind of stuff, and it wasn't like CGI, and like, oh, it was I good. that when I was a little too young. Messed me up a little bit. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, so... Um, okay. who's okay. talking? I got really quick Tim. ones. Really quick ones. Tim, your list Come is on, so man. long, man. Come on. Really Come on, man. Watch, watch, watch. Here's uh, here's one that here's the here's okay. I'll two stop. more. Here's here's two more. Two more. Oh, okay. Pick them. Okay. 
This is supposed my to favorite be like a short thing. It became like a super long Quick, thing watch, of its own. <laughs> my favorite death from Game of Thrones. Tywin Lannister. Interesting. It is because, again, of the character build of like the who killed him. If it was anybody else, it wouldn't fucking matter to me. But it was his mm. son who he'd been neglecting and talking shit down and and just not being being part of the family. And then the manner in which he dies is the most undignified way to mm. actually go out. You're in the uh. toilet taking a shit. You <laughs> fucking you know your dwarf son kicks the door open and just. Bah! Just right in the chest with a fucking crossbow. Like, mm. whoo! Like, there's so many deaths in that show. The wedding, all these things. But I just, that one really got me. Uh, and then here it is. Here is the top death of deaths. Mufasa. Mm. That's a big one. Mufasa. That's a big one. Mufasa. It's just, it just the, one of the first Disney movies to show actual death. Bambi got shot off screen. Yeah. You see him fall off the fucking cliff like he's murdered on screen in a disney movie we, like i know other reason why we don't even see death that much because like it was maybe too visceral for children i don't know i don't know um, but it was the, good it was the good side okay, of, the done. side of the side of simba pushing his father's lifeless body um, which should not be part of a children's film in my you opinion cried. but but man you felt it you we all felt it uh, you know, one of my earliest memories crying in a, in a movie as a kid. And that was, uh, that was big. That was, we could do a one. whole podcast on this topic. Probably. On. George. Um, yeah, let's George. get George. Let's get George. Oh, you first. Hold on a second. I have to answer a text. Sorry. <laughs> okay. In real time. All right. Okay. Well, I'll get going here then. Um, so this was a lot of you know i started thinking of like really sad ones there's a movie called there's a movie called life as a house and it's with uh it's with uh kevin klein who one of my favorite underrated actors and the his son played by hayden christensen huh. who did a tremendous job acting wise and I think it's important to acknowledge that because he gets shit on mercilessly because Let's be honest, not a great performance on the Star Wars prequels. But who did have a great performance? I would even say Ewan McGregor had, like, at best, an okay performance for those movies. Natalie Portman, our Academy Award winner, did a bad job. That's line you're breaking script. my... Bad, I think is more than that. I think it's bad directing as well. That well, line, Annie, you're, you're breaking my heart, is one of the most cringeworthy lines to this day. I am just kind of, I want to reiterate, and I'm kind of glad that Hayden Christensen is going to be back uh, for this Ashoka Tano show. And I'm really. And excited. Kenobi. And Kenobi. It's an exciting thing. Anyway, so that, no one knows that movie, but that is a sad death. Uh, who dies? You didn't even tell us who died. Well, anyway, it's the father. It's Kevin Klein. He has cancer. It's, it's heartbreaking. And Hayden yeah, Christensen has a, has a very visceral. A reaction, you know, I just kind of got bogged down by like sadness. I mean, like one's like Green Mile really Oof. stuck with me. A really uh, great kind of almost too long of a movie, but ultimately it's a, stuck with you. I mean, you know, you got to walk to remember uh, Lion King. You stuck out. Uh, you, I mean, then you. I mean, none of this counts. In but it stuck with me inside out when they leave the their her pretend her make believe friend whatever his name was in the oh, shadows oh i just watched that, that too breaks i love that movie dude. something in but because that thing we can all relate bong. yeah bongo, we can all relate to the moment like when we left our childhood behind and we're seeing it happen and that 
that sticks with you. Uh, Tim, Tim talked about Wash and Serenity. I mean, there's other. I mean, there's a lot of them. Uh, I'm gonna try to lead up to my final two. I mean, there's never any story. Ajax trying to pull his fucking horse out of there, just heartbreaking. Um, one that mm. I'm still not fully over is uh, is is Sir Dobby, the former house elf oh, of so Harry sad. Potter, and the sacrifice oh. he made uh, after earning his freedom not so long ago uh, is a thing of sadness and beauty. Um. Even though I shit on the new Star Wars sequel movies, the death of Han Solo is was hard to watch. Yeah, uh, of course. Because he, to me, he was the man. He, yeah. he was the best character in those series that gave that thing life. And I, to see such a beloved character, even though he, Harrison Ford, the actor, was so done. So done. <laughs> like, could not have been more done with a... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that was hard to see. Um, just real, um, uh, let's see. Um, Black Swan, the ending. Oh, I was gonna do that one. I didn't know to if that me, counted. I think it does. I, just, just, just because it's like the ending and it's like the masterpiece. That one will forever stick with me. This isn't a movie, but How I Met Your Mother. I, my favorite character in How I Met Your Mother was Marshall Erickson. And when you get the news that his dad dies, uh, fun fact. For this show, they told the actor, Jason Siegel, Lily is going to come up to you and give you news. And we want you, we're not going to tell you what it is, but we just want you to react. Mm. What we see in that show is Jason Siegel reacting to the news for the first time that his character's dad has passed away. And to, that to me was like, wow. And he's, his line is, I'm not ready for this. To me, that was both the character and the actor speaking in unison, and uh, that resonates with me. And I think that's kind of insane and awesome. All right, my, but I lead all that up to my final two, and the two are uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. And, uh, number one. and to, to well, I can't put it at number one, and let me tell you why. The reason I can't put it at number one is because we had him for i don't know how many movies 10 10 movies uh at least it's, and we since from 2007 2008 to, until 2019 robert downey jr was iron man not many others were such like nailing their characters that they just, they just became the character and Many parallels to his own personal life in the way many ways. So too. many, like his his, his redemption, redemption story is his own personal redemption story. You know that yes. movie saved him. Yes, and he. No one was going to give him another chance, honestly. Right, right, and he got the big, best chance of all, and he had the biggest impact on those movies. He uh, on the on the universe, on the story, uh, and that is a. I'm literally getting choked up just thinking about it. It is a beautiful and sad moment of sacrifice and it's almost unfair to other movies because all these movies and character deaths we meet them an hour and a half maybe before hour before until we see their passing we had known robert downey jr as as iron man for 12 years, years. or something a long time and so that death is in many ways the saddest because we knew him the most uh and i it's a very amazing ending and sad to uh, an 
one of the most epic and one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I that would be that would be number one, but it's a little unfair advantage to have so many movies to build up to. So mm-hmm. my number mm-hmm. one character death in terms mm-hmm. of one movie mm-hmm. that I'm still not fully over mm-hmm. is Rufio <laughs> from Hook. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, that's All a great right. one. Dude, he was digging it, dude. He was the man, dude. Fucking roof, like you're kind of like, dude. He's like, he, dude. Give Peter Man, Peter Man. Give give Peter Pan a chance, and he didn't. But then he was like, you can fly, you can fight, uh, you can. It was a, it was, and you and they were there and they were fighting together. And his death scene, even though the whole holding. You're, uh, you know, this person who's dying is a little, it's a risky move for a movie. I'm not a huge fan of it, but then he utters the, uh, the utterly heartbreaking line, I wish I had a dad like you, and cue the tears. Yeah. And it fucking stuck with me as a kid. And to see, and then just not just that, but the moment that followed of Robin Williams going from complete sadness to, and now we end this, yeah. to... I I love the movie Hook, and I thought that was, and at the time I was I was mad I was didn't like it. It's like that's not fair, you know. He should be <laughs> there for everything, and but now I'm in hindsight as an adult, uh, it was a, it's just an integral part of the story, and part of what makes that movie so great. So that's it. That's, that's it for me. Good choices, George. Yep. Um, iconic movie, or iconic sure. death. Uh, Quaid in Independence Day Four, where he's Independence oh, Day, sure. where he 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 fucking you know goes up there and says, "Oh boys, I'm back!" Yeah. yeah, like come on, like that Epic. that like could you Epic not like cheer more for that? Like that's a that's a death the whole fucking planet was yeah. was cheering for and sad yeah. because he died, but cheering because it was like it was over, like they won, you cool. know, like it's over. So iconic, um, iconic. maybe yeah. a bit of a. Uh, uh, kind of a cheat. In the next two, I will say. Okay, um, I'm okay with that. Master Ugoi. Mm. Master Ugoi. Mm. Is he really dead? Yeah, I mean, we see him again later on. So Master what? Ugoi. That's um, good. In many ways, and it's it's interesting because it's like, like you would hope that that's kind of how peaceful, and it's more about transcendence more than death, right? It's about moving on to that next plane. And not so much about dying. Right? He like ascended almost to a yeah. higher plane of existence, which seemed peaceful, but also like his job was done. Like he passed the torch he was, on. He was a great character. He was a fun yeah. character, and he's a great character. You know, I really dude, love Master Uguay. So that's I mean, why that quote, dude, still sticks with me, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, yesterday is history, tomorrow is yes. a mystery, but, but today, today is a gift. gift. That's why. And that's called why called. it's called the present. Exactly. I mean, that's what I don't a great think way. Him, but. I, it doesn't matter. It's it's, it, it encapsulates his character. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to say that, but you said Mufasa, so I was like, you said yeah. acted, so I was like, I don't know if Mufasa count, but if you say Mufasa counts, count. then I would say Ugwe would count as well in that sense. Uh, both, yeah, oh, both very much. Count. Um, yeah. Also, a bit of a cheat, like Harry, like Harry Potter, like did he really die in that moment? It was a death scene. He walked to it thinking oh, he was going to die. He didn't. Yeah. He died, and he, then he came he back. Died. Technically, yeah. he died and then he came back in the same way Jon Snow died and came back, but that's a whole not other story. In the same way, not in the same. <laughs> Whatever. Way. But my point is, is he died, he came back, but that was his death scene. He acted, he walked to his death, knowing he was going to sacrifice himself. Um, so how much of it is well done by Daniel? Him? 
as far as his acting goes, uh, maybe a lot of my favor, uh, you know, the fact that it was a scene so much is that it was a very impactful scene in the book series in general because it all built yeah. up to that one point. And the whole series of the movies, I mean, you can argue that that's the point it was built up, the final confrontation between him and Voldemort or what he thought was going to be the final confrontation. Heartbreaking because his whole family's around him while he's doing it. All these people who've died for him, his parents, Lupin, freaking Sirius, all these people who've mm. loved him and died for him. Dumbledore, yeah, all these people showing up after in that kind of death scene. Dumbledore obviously comes in afterwards, but like very all interesting. All the deaths in Harry Potter, yeah, the, all, all, all the deaths in Harry death. Potter are all... Ugh. So well yeah. done. Um, yeah. I will say some of the, well, one of them I don't want to exp- uh, uh, I don't really want to spoil because you guys aren't that far into it. But there are a few people in the expanse. I will say the one that I can say that's kind of very sh- like shocking, and kind of was like, "Dang, dude!" Was the expanse when um, what's his name, when the medic dies in that first season of the expanse? Right. And the freaking oh, thing, yeah. freaking just like all you hear is like the boom, and then you look at him and he's like nothing but like, and you're like, Jesus right. Christ! You're like, God yeah, damn it! Good. Like, mm. God dang it, I kind of like that guy. And he's like the first he's fucking like a, dude to die out of the five, you know? like Yeah, he's a notable actor. I thought he was going to Yeah, he was the notable sure. actor out of that whole entire crew. Like, he was the only mm. one that had actually been in maybe any major movie films out of that full original five people. Who movie the films. Yeah, Every he's, time. He's been in, uh, he's also been in, what's it called? Um, what is that TV show on USA? Um, where it's like a concierge medical doctor or whatever. I mean, I just yeah, know him. Yeah, but yeah, he's yeah, also yeah. road trip, obviously. Yeah, road trip is explaining road wrestling. Big one. And he explains to, like, philosophy, like the greatest yeah. thing ever. Socrates, right? Um, oh, great! As far as he was Marvel like, goes, anyway. <laughs> as far as Marvel goes, um, there's another good one in the Expanse, but I don't want to spoil it because you guys haven't gotten there yet. Thank um, you. The Expanse. Uh, yeah, oh, sorry. The Marvel goes. Um, I kind of like the way the ancient one went. It was very interesting mm. with Doctor Strange. I think it's Good. one of the more unique yeah. deaths inside Marvel and inside movie theater, movie, you know, cinematic universe. Oh, yeah, that's Because it's interesting because, like, what's interesting about films and, like, like, my love for film is that it has a way of slowing and stopping time, and it's never been more uh, personified than in that film in many ways, is that, like, film has that weird way of, like, being able to feel like you're stopping time and stretching it out and, like... You know, a really good movie gets you lost and you lose track of time when you're watching it. And it's the idea that a single moment could stretch on for an eternity, you know, that in your last moment, the way you perceive death and you perceive reality could maybe last a lifetime. And that's something kind of really weird and intricate and special and just an interesting thing to explore. And I believe in that movie, it was done very well done. Like it was just like they kind of personified that idea and that concept very well. You it know. was a beautiful kind of like conversation. It was they a had, beautiful and then... conversation. And the conversation wasn't even, even though she's the one dying in her last moment, she's still trying to impart on him some kind of wisdom yeah. and be like, it's not about you. Like, this is not about you. You, you, Dr. Strange with all your gifts and all your, all, all this that you can do in your intelligence, you still don't understand that you need to be more than just the best version of you. You need to be able to be there with the best version of you for everybody because that is the responsibility you now have, you know? And he finally grasped that in that one moment, you know, of like, it's not about him. He needs to like yeah. look beyond himself because he's lived his life very selfishly even up to that point, you know? Right, right. That's okay. a great, can I just want to say, George, that's a Elegant. great pick on so many like levels. I For me, when I saw that, how she was there, 
mm-hmm. one moment and then she and then she just wasn't. wasn't yeah. And the that, way she to me is like And the a, way she like she knew her death know. was coming and the way that she's able to accept it and be at peace with it in so many ways is something that I think almost every human being I think would like to have that dignity, you know, and I think she sure. does it beautifully, right? Right. Um, I just what I was trying to say was that it that to me is like how kind of death is and it's how how it's like how someone is there one moment and then the next they're just they're they're, they're not and that's uh anyway i always appreciate um, that of it. uh as far as like gut-wrenching and almost like a romeo and juliet and you guys probably have never seen this is uh angel and buffy i did never see that i know angel and buffy it's it's pretty heartbreaking because angel's character is a vampire and buffy is a human being and his death yeah it's pretty freaking dramatic and i don't know if you guys anybody who's ever seen is it an angel or is it in buffy it's, it's an buffy. angel it's, it's a buffy well is angel a prequel angel is a sequel to i mean it's a spinoff of buffy sure but there's a scene i don't, where angel in, dies. I don't want to get into timelines of that yeah. that's insane angel there's a scene where angel dies and you know you I guys are probably never going to see it right i'm assuming yeah. you're never going to watch buffy buffy is the no. one who kills angel but she's in love yeah, with i mean him. i Angel, like, Angel is a, a, the quick backstory, Angel is a vampire, but he gets cursed by a bunch of gypsies and and grows a soul. So he becomes a good vampire, and he falls in love with Buffy, who's obviously the vampire slayer. And then somebody reverses the curse and turns him back to a psycho vampire. And right before Angel's about to, like, he's about to kill, you know, right before, you know, Angel's about to get killed, he actually turns back to the Angel that she falls in love with. Wow. So she had to kill him in order to save the planet, even though he was a good person again. So that was like a really big thing. And then finally, the most probably the most recent death that I've seen that really breaks my heart and I'm still fucking feeling it is there's a, I don't know if you guys are going to watch this, but there's a death in Archer that's pretty fucking dramatic in the last season. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it's something, it's bad. news you know about if you know what's going on in Hollywood. So, I mean, is it, they aired it? They aired it. Oh, I haven't seen it. I've well, it's done. not a death, I mean, I knew but it was, it's like it's it's I knew it was coming. It's I mean, it's her it's her bow out. It's her, you know, she's she's yeah, dead yeah, in real yeah, life. I, so Yeah. It's kind of the I, end of her character story. But yeah. Th- those of yeah, you who I've, watch I've, Archer, yeah. you'll know who I'm talking about. Have you seen the latest episode? But man, that's, I haven't, that I'm, fucking stays with it. me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and, I'm uh, needed a reason it. to cry, so fuck you. Um that's, that's it. <laughs> Okay, I have one more, two more, one more. Jesus, Tim. Tim, we're done. <laughs> the death I'm of done. Paul Dano in There Will Be Blood. Okay. I didn't really enjoy End, that movie, but okay. Where he beats the hell out of him with a bowling pin. It's intense. Yeah. Go watch it. That movie sucked. That movie sucked. I didn't uh, care for it. Good movie. I'm surprised Dan didn't say uh, any the, the, the dude who got his head blown off in the back of Pulp Fiction. In the oh. back of the car. That was just yeah, an intense scene. Was yeah, but he like, wasn't. That wasn't. That wasn't a noteworthy character. Yeah, you know? but I mean, no, it was, it was just like character. I mean, the way gonna, it happened. You know, we're gonna do epic deaths from random NPCs. I mean, I wouldn't say epic on that one. I would just, but just memorable, I suppose. I, you know, one that I did forget is, even though it's kind of overdone, is uh, is Hodor. Pretty. Yeah, that was pretty, a good one. A pretty. It's a pretty good death on all fronts. I could go on forever. Hans Gruber being thrown off the end of the of, of Die good. Hard. Yeah, good. I could go on forever. Um. Yeah. All right. That was too long. I loved it. I loved every second of it. 
we we need to have a, a whole Batman podcast coming up because this needs to be revisited I, here. I would also like um, to apologize to George. I was no. not trying. I just was this. What you heard earlier was me reacting in real time to the news that George likes Batman Returns. I told you more that already. Dark. I, I, I maybe I guess I was. I don't really remember that because I would have probably reacted similarly. Uh, and my subsequent uh, kind of jokes were just more about how uh, how we as Batman fans get get too uh, defensive about things like the Dark Knight. And that was not a slight on George. I just was like kind of processing it. And so I'm sorry, George. Uh, what is happening in the chat right now? Huh? Um, no, it's just a bot. Sure. <laughs> it was like, what the fuck is this? It's just a bot. It's okay. They are in the wrong podcast. Um... Have you found Jesus? So uh, this was good. I enjoyed this one. I had a lot of fun with with that question. Do do you have a preface for next week next time's question? Do you want to drop us a question so that any of our followers can can participate in said chat that I just mentioned for the first time in the last twenty seconds of the no, podcast? No, but that's good to know for future podcasts. Let I me know yet, but I will let you know obviously before we do it. Let um, me know. I'll post it up in the Modern Nerd Instagram if I can find my Twitter. I'll throw it up on there. Sir Slice Thirteen. I can do it all. About, what you got? How about character arcs next time? There's only one. <laughs> I know, but we'll talk about it. There's there's, there's only <laughs> one, and it's from this show. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> there is only one. Uh, and then and Earth Rumble five? What? <laughs> oh, okay. Character arcs. Yeah, whatever. We can talk about I mean, the, it doesn't need to be an epic character arc. It can be just some one you liked. Character right. arcs. Character arcs. For next right. time. Think about it. Yeah. All right, kids. We've had a wonderful time. We talked about everything. Um, if anybody next time has a uh, a good character arc they would like to discuss, you can find us uh, me at uh, the Modern Nerd or Sir Slice Thirteen. You can uh, message it to George in one of his many fantastic streams uh, that he's most likely going to be doing. GJC three two seven right here on the same bat channel, same bat place. And uh, <laughs> Dan uh, is non-existent on the on the I internets. Am. Smash City. Find Smash. him at Smash City. And Tell you what. We... If you or someone you know is struggling with pot addiction, reach out to me and I will point you in the right direction. I am a former addict myself and I am on... I have, sur... I have eclipsed... Nope. I have eclipsed a lot of days. 600 days of good mar marijuana free. And just because people say it's not addictive doesn't mean that it isn't. That's it. A little, little yeah. spiel. Yeah. Good. I, I I really don't want to take away from that. It really sounded like you were going to go into like a Ghostbusters ad. If you or any of your friends know about spectral light disease that have been bugging, it just, it, the, the tone really was the exact same as Dan Aykroyd. And I was like, yes, you, do it. Or you know. <laughs> it really was. But yeah, follow him. Hit him up. He's, he's the guy to yeah. see. Um, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this has been The Modern Nerd. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. Thank you for participating, Dan and George. You guys have a wonderful day.